This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Robert Adderholt posted a video while he was down along the banks of the Rio Grande River in Texas. Adderholt is there, along with 64 other Republicans, as they view firsthand the crisis that is going on at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, Robert Adderholt here uh, with the congressional delegation here at uh, right on the Rio Grande River, right on the Mexican-U.S. border. Uh, behind me, you will see Mexico and uh, some uh, Ill- illegal migrants just uh, crossed over, and it looks like they may be uh, apprehended now. But uh, this happens on a daily occurrence. Uh, this is uh, that by the thousands. And uh, the scary part of this is they're bringing in fentanyl, they're bringing in uh, uh, trafficking of, uh, of young girls, and uh, that's a real problem, not only for uh, the people here in Texas, but across the United States. And uh, Washington has to got to do something, and we've got to uh, hold the administration accountable, who is responsible to making sure that our border is secure. Uh, because the border, if the border is not secure, the nation is not secure. The members of Congress met with various Border Patrol agents that are associated with both the federal government as well as the state of Texas. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville is offering a bill that would prohibit the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs from using their federal funds and assets to care for illegal aliens. The bill from Tuberville is the No VA Resources for Illegal Aliens Act. The bill is also being sponsored over in the U.S. House through the Veterans Affairs Committee by the chairman of that committee, Mike Boast. Tuberville spoke on Birmingham Radio about his bill when he was a guest with JT on News Radio 105.5 WERC. No, no money, none of the health care from the veterans can go to anybody other than veterans of of, of our country. Uh, it's just it, it's common sense. And again, what they're doing is they're telling doctors in the VA now you can go to these community care centers across this, your states, leave your hospitals there, and working with the veterans. We need help with the illegal immigrants. Well, sure we do, uh, but they shouldn't be here to begin with. So it just basically puts uh, common sense back into something that should already be there, JT. Also brought up during that conversation with JT was this year, 2024, as a presidential election year. Our elections are not done federally. They're done statewide, which is we've got to keep it that way. Federal government does not need to run our elections. But there were five or six states that we found out now that was totally off uh, by design, machines, things like that. Uh, There's a lot of uh, discrepancies there. Uh, We think we've got control of it. We've got enough pressure on the state uh, legislators and the governments. Uh, The problem that gets us is we don't have election day anymore. We have election month. And with COVID gone now, they can't use that. I would think that they would try to come up with something in the next 10 months where they could keep people in the loop of, hey, just vote anytime you want, many times you want. That's their goal. we got to keep that from happening. A federal lawsuit is dismissed by a U.S. district judge that was launched by the Mobile Baykeepers against Alabama Power. The lawsuit has to do with the power company's 21 million tons of coal ash that is being housed at a plant north of Mobile. The Mobile Baykeepers are concerned that the coal ash will seep into the public waters in that area. Judge Kristen DeBose dismissed the case based on questions of jurisdiction as well as timing, although she did indicate that she believes the plaintiffs have a legitimate concern about the pollution. The judge says Alabama Power still may have time to fix this problem. Alabama Power started operations at the James Berry Electric Generating Plant in 1954 
and started plans to close it in 2016. An amended plan to deal with the coal ash was first presented to the Alabama Department of Environmental Management in 2020. Foley has just been recognized by the National Park Service along with 10 other communities across the nation. The National Park Service has named Foley the American World War II Heritage City for the state. Foley has a special distinction for opening up its Barron Field Training Center to the U.S. Navy and Pensacola Air Station back in 1942. Over 5,700 students took part in training over the course of two years as they prepared to serve their country. Foley at the time only had a population of 846 residents. Other southern communities that were recognized for their part in the American World War II heritage were Pensacola, Pasagula, and New Orleans. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a shooting at a high school in Iowa has left one sixth grader dead and five others injured. There are six victims, one of them who is deceased. That individual was a sixth grade student at Perry Middle School. The other five are being treated at area hospitals. Four of the surviving student, four of the surviving victims are students, and the fifth is a school administrator. The shooter is also dead in what authorities say was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The town of Perry, Iowa has about 8,000 residents. Donald Trump is petitioning the U.S. Supreme Court to get back on the ballot in the state of Colorado after the state Supreme Court declared him ineligible to run in 2024 labeling him an insurrectionist. Trump's lawyers filed the petition this week, arguing that the question of ineligibility to be on a ballot should be decided by Congress when it comes to a presidential race. The legal documents also pointed out that the Colorado Supreme Court incorrectly classified former presidents as officers of the United States in order to apply Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which would make Trump an insurrectionist in their ruling. Trump's lawyers say any U.S. president falls outside of that classification and scope. And they also say that the 14th Amendment was written at a time when insurrection was considered taking up arms and waging actual war against the U.S. government, not engaging in political protest. Over in the case that was brought by special counsel Jack Smith against Trump, attorneys for Trump are asking the Washington, D.C. court to hold Smith in contempt for not following the orders of Judge Tanya Chutkin when she placed a stay on all filings until Trump's appeal regarding presidential immunity is considered by an appellate court. Smith has continued to make legal filings in his case against Trump in an effort to move it forward. Lawyers for Trump say it's imposing additional burdens of litigation on the defendant, and they used as an example the fact that Smith dumped thousands of pages of discovery into their laps five days after the judge issued the stay on all proceedings. Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo says he's willing to ban the COVID-19 vaccine in his state. Ladapo posted a statement on Wednesday of this week saying that recent studies confirm that DNA molecules are within the vaccine plasmid and as such elevate the risk to human health and the integrity of the human genome. Ladapo says these vaccines are not appropriate for use in humans. He spoke about it more with Steve Bannon on Real America's Voice. Well, we've called for a halt to the use of these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. And the reasoning is simple. You don't have to have majored in biology or biochemistry. These vaccines have DNA in them. Everyone knows what DNA is. They're contaminated with DNA, and that's not necessarily a big deal. But it's a problem with these vaccines because the DNA hangs on with the mRNA and goes into people's cells. So this is a completely different risk analysis than other products that have had DNA. And the FDA knows this, and they have actually 
specifically told pharmaceutical manufacturers that they should check to make sure the DNA that's coming in is not integrating, is not screwing up our human DNA. You know, a concern that some people intuitively raised early. And the FDA at this point has not provided a drop of evidence that this simple test for integration into the human genome has been performed. And that's crazy. So we called for a halt of the use of these products. Well, the first round of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell court documents have now been released to the public. There are some interesting names referred to by some of the sex trafficking victims who say that they were directed by Maxwell to engage in sexual relations with those men. The names that were given were the former governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, hedge fund manager Glenn Dubin, Prince Andrew of England, and John Luke Brunet, an executive with a modeling company. Bill Clinton's name also came up as expected. There's no surprise there. One of the victims being deposed in this lawsuit claims that Epstein told her that Bill Clinton likes his girls to be young. That victim was Johanna Soberg. She testified in that deposition that she was sexually abused by Jeffrey Epstein. Another victim who accused Prince Andrew of sexual abuse is Virginia Jeffrey. She did not allege any wrongdoing by Clinton, but she did verify in the deposition that she met him on Epstein's private island. Now, you might be asking, where is Bill Clinton when all of this comes out regarding Jeffrey Epstein? Well, apparently he is in Mexico. The mayor of the small town of San Miguel de Allende posted a picture of Bill Clinton walking through the town square. Mayor Trejo Pareco was using the picture as an example of how safe and calm the town is that a former president would come and visit. There are still more legal documents pertaining to Maxwell and Epstein that will be unsealed and released. But don't be confused by all of this. These documents are only a small part of the information gathered on Epstein and his associates and his island visitors. Former federal judge Janine Pirro is now a TV host on Fox News, and she explained what the release of all this deposition docs. There was a lawsuit where Virginia Giffray sued uh, Ghislaine Maxwell for defamation when Ghislaine said she lied about the sexual abuse. So this lawsuit took place in 2016, as with, and with most lawsuits civil, there's a deposition ahead of time. For some reason, from 2016 until today, those depositions were sealed. Judge Loretta Presco, who's a federal judge, made the decision that she was going to unseal them, but for two, and some say possibly three, Jane Doe's, who are saying that harm might come to them. So there, there, there will be, as a result of this release, a rolling release of more names going forward. So what we have so far is not all of them. I would caution everybody that this is not the black book. Right. The black book is now in the possession of the Department of Justice. And when I hear Ghislaine Maxwell say, you know, for all this, the only person who's in jail is a female. My response to her would be, you had the black book. You could have cut a deal. Or maybe Jeffrey Epstein, you know, didn't hang himself and she doesn't want to end up in the same situation. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. 
You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 